Hey everybody, this is Angela Bowen, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. I just want to let you know before you start the episode, when I started recording the episode, I had a couple people working on my kitchen floor, which is on the other side of the wall of the room that I'm podcasting in, so you're probably going to hear some nail hitting. You might even hear a circular saw. I just want to let you guys know if you are triggered by those sounds, it only honestly goes, I think, for the first, like, maybe 10 to 15 minutes. And then I kind of cut it off. And then I just, once the, the people are gone and done doing what they're doing, then I pick up the recording. I don't know why I thought I could record while they were doing that and not have that be picked up on the mic somehow. Because when I played it back, I'm like, oh, I do hear the hammering. So I, I just, I wanted to warn you guys, if you guys are triggered by any of those sounds... I just wanted you to be aware that it does not go on for the entire episode. So that being said, please enjoy the rest of the episode. All right. Oh my Lanta! Oh my Lanta! Holy Chalupa! Holy Chalupa! <laughs> Whatever happened to you? Hey there, Tanner fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta. Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'm bringing you an episode... And I was inspired by a previous episode of Fuller House that I covered. And I thought, you know what? I, and the thing is, I wanted to get to covering this episode last year around this time. And I'm like, this is a great, just for the time and everything, being it's in the summer. If things weren't the way they currently are, kids would probably be more likely taking their road tests taking driver's training, stuff like that. So, of course, the episode I'm talking about covering today, it doesn't fit into any theme. I mean, I was originally going to put it in the Parenting 101 or Parenting 102 series, but I'm like, no, I want to do this one. Just on its own, no theme attached. And that is Season 5, Episode 20, entitled Driving Miss DJ which aired on February 25th, 1992. <clears throat> In this episode, newly permitted DJ is eager to get behind the wheel, but she must first go out with a licensed driver, and unfortunately Danny and Jesse prove to be rigid teachers. Meanwhile, Stephanie delights in torturing an annoying Michelle. So I want to read the DVD case description of this episode. DJ gets her learner's permit. As far as Danny's concerned, that means she's permitted to sit in the back seat while he takes the wheel. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't like that at all. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. This episode's got a 7.0 out of 10 rating on IMDb out of 165 ratings. Of course, guest starring, we have Maria Caviani. 
I'm sorry, Maria, if I mispronounced your name, I'm almost likely did. She plays Rita, Stephanie's one friend that we've seen since Harry went away in season three. Well, he went away after season two, so. We haven't really seen Stephanie, you know, friends with any. I mean, this is, this is pre-Mickey, pre-Gia. That doesn't happen until season six. Seven. Yes. So this episode was directed by Joel Swick, writer Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Mark Fink. All right. We got some reuser reviews. We got some connections. We got some trivia. We got some goofs. All right. Driving Miss Daisy, episode title. That's where Driving Miss DJ comes from. All right. We got some trivia. That's the same as the connection, for heaven's sake. Okay. Goofs. Jesse and Becky are singing the Bonanza song to the twins. Yet when Jesse graduates... Oh my gosh, that is so true. Yet when Jesse graduates high school a year later, it is revealed that he hates the song due to his time at the dentist's office. So, yeah. I can imagine that things like that could be triggering for a person. Like, you hear a song that reminds me of a time that was very uncomfortable for you. It's funny how, because this is a season before the subterranean graduation episode. Okay, this is a factual error. The first thing Danny instructs DJ to do before she starts driving is to adjust the mirrors. Adjusting the mirrors is the last thing to do before to, before starting to drive because everything prior gets the driver into position. See, I keep my mirrors pretty much in the same spot that they need to be, so I never really have to adjust them. The only time I'm ever looking at my side mirrors is going to be when I'm getting ready to change lane. Of course, I look over my shoulder, check the blind spot, all that stuff. But a lot of it is going to be the rear view mirrors, what I'm focusing on. Like, who's behind me, how close are they to me, all that stuff. One thing that stresses me out is, like, either coming to a stop at a stop sign, a four-way stop, or a traffic light. And I always kind of worry, I'm always looking in my rear view mirror, seeing the person behind me, and trying to put on my brakes a couple times just to let them know, because, you know, nowadays with technology and everyone's got a phone in their hand, apparently, while they're driving. Well, not everybody. But it's just, I do that because it's like, I see you coming up hard on the back of my car. I don't want to be at a stop sign or a stoplight and have you rear-end me because you are not paying attention because you're on your phone or you're staring at whatever. That's why I also break a little early, just, you know, a few times, like, let them know, like, hey. And I'm watching, too, in the rear view, like, are they looking up? So, honestly, this factual error thing about Danny instructing me, DJ, DJ about the mirrors and everything, that's not a goof. That's an observation. Whoever's doing these on IMDb, you need to understand what the difference between a goof and an observation is. Or, and as this person puts it, a factual error. To each their own, to each their own. Alright, we got a couple of reviews for this episode. Of course, the ever-faithful Power Man Dan gives us a 7 out of 10 entitled Cruisin', which he published on March 3rd, 2019 on IMDb. He or she, excuse me. 
I'm sure every kid has gone through what happens to DJ. She is a normal teenager that is just trying to drive like a normal person. But nobody can teach her like how it can be taught. Having just got her learner's permit, Danny teaches DJ how to drive. He doesn't want DJ to drive, so he overreacts to everything DJ does behind the wheel. After a bad day with her dad, Jesse steps in to help, but his overly laid-back attitude, <laughs> attitude causes DJ to scratch his Mustang. These polar opposites can have such negative effects on everyone. First subplot involves Stephanie scaring Michelle for bugging her. The other has Becky wanting a family portrait done. This is very brief but cute. So this episode isn't bad. It is relatable. Lots of parents freak out when their kids drive. And the effect of polar opposites is done here very well. Alright. This person also haven't heard from this uh, user in a while. Taylor Kingston. Yeah. Well, where you been, Taylor? Alright, 7 out of 10. The One Where DJ Drives. June 25th, 2015. Warning. Spoilers. I think this episode is really good. I enjoy it every time I watch it. I always think that DJ is too casual when it comes to driving, but that Danny is too uptight. They need to find a common middle ground. I definitely agree, Taylor. In this episode, DJ finally gets her driver's learner's permit, and she cannot wait to get behind the wheel. As every teenager has been there and done that, you're just aching to get behind that wheel. For realsies. Not in driver's training, but for realsies. <laughs> That's me, guys. I added realsies. But when she goes out with Danny, she gets very tense and frustrated by his lack of calm or cool when teaching her how to drive. Jesse doesn't prove to be a good instructor either, as he is very similar to Danny. Meanwhile, Stephanie delights in torturing Michelle, who is being very annoying. Overall, I give this episode a 7 out of 10, which in my ratings book is good. Alright, of course, before I officially get into the episode, before I officially get in the cold, into the cold open, I always like to let Gitana newbies who've joined the podcast, I say welcome, welcome. And I want to let you know where you can, uh, ways that you can listen to the podcast, where you can find it on social media. Social media. Go to Facebook. Type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. The Oh My Land to Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up in the search bar. On Instagram. It does have an Instagram page. It's OMHC Full House Fuller House Pod. On Twitter at OMHC Full House. And if you'd like to send an email... Talk about your full house memories, memories and thoughts, comments on episodes I've done, maybe ones I plan to do in the future. OMHCFHFHpodcast at gmail.com. I always have the email address in the episode description. And of course, where to listen to the podcast. You can do so on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Podbean. Um, there are others that have, you know, I've noticed people listening from Google, um, something called Podcast Addict, um, CastBox, just different, different podcasting platforms. And it's just, it, it's really fun, just kind of, you know, on SoundCloud, you get to see where people are listening from, how they're listening, whether it's an iPod, an iPad, an uh, 
an iPhone, the Apple TV, what have you. However you guys choose to listen to it, that is amazing. So when it comes to support for the podcast, you guys know I don't do Patreon. I don't want your money. Times are hard enough as it is. Now, the only support I ask is that of ratings and reviews on iTunes. The more ratings and reviews, the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas Full House Fuller House Fuller House podcast gets, the more more Tanner Gibbler Fuller fans like yourselves are able to find the podcast and give it a listen. And of course, if you're new to the podcast, you if you've listened to an episode or two, you'll probably notice my setup here. I don't do season by season, episode by episode, straight through. No, I decided to do things differently with themes. I love themes, holiday themes, birthday themes. Um, right now we're in July is the birthday theme. There's a lot of cast members that have birthdays this month. Andrea Barber, Michael Campion, Juan Pablo DePace, who plays Fernando. Michael Campion plays Jackson Fuller on Fuller House. Andrea Barber from Full and Fuller House. And of course, Everyone's unfortunate, not-so-favorite Full House slash Fuller House cast member, Lori Laughlin. I did want to honor her birthday, though. I really wanted to do that. So we got that going. Driving Miss Daisy is just going to be a DJ. Driving Miss (sighs) Ditch. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So that's just this one here. It's a random episode. I wanted to do it because it's summertime. I wanted to get to it last year. Um, The episode recently that I covered with Juan Pablo called Perfect Sons has Jackson learning how to drive. We get references to when DJ first drove with Danny, Stephanie back in Joey's car in the kitchen, all that good stuff. And of course... What I'm doing for August is going to be the, I finally thought of a title while I was working on it today, Animal Antics in in Full House or on Full House. So we are going to have DJ's very first horse from season two. We're going to get season five's Too Much Monkey Business, season... Six is Room for One More. You got Scruffy the Pig. Before that, and Too Much Monkey Business, you had Ginger the Monkey. You had Rocket the Horse. And of course, the last one from Season 8, You Pet It, You Bought It, has Shorty the Donkey. Of course, another Full House cast member, Full House Less Fuller House cast member, has a birthday. John Stamos, August 19th, five days before my birthday. I decided to do, I'm going to be doing season two's opener, Cutting It Close. I just thought that's a great episode for Jesse. You know, he was wearing the mullet all of season one. It's time to cut that mullet and embrace the new Jesse 2.0 because we get to see him meet Rebecca. And then he goes on to the next phase of his life with their dating and so on. If you guys are looking for... My love story of Jesse and Becky that I cover from January 2020 all the way to the end of February 2020. I cover, it's their arc. I cover all of it. Their first meet, 
them dating, almost getting married, engagement, actual wedding, moving out of the Tanner house, and of course the birth of Nikki and Alex, and uh, ending it with Fuller House, Love is in the Air, where they renew their vows. So that is up there as well. So yeah, just a lot of different things. Grandparents Days in September, I thought I want to do episodes that focus on grandparents. Season 1, Return of Grandma. Season 3, Granny Tanny. And I'm going to bawl my eyes out, as I'm sure all of you will, when I cover Season 8's The Last Dance with Papuli. And, of course, Dave Coulier has a birthday in September. September 21st, I'm covering Grand Gift Auto. So, yeah, just a bunch of different, different themes. Um, at one point, I do want to chronicle um, Jesse's musical career from Mad Money all the way up to him creating his music video. I also want to do Joy with his stand-up all the way up to him being Ranger Joe. And then, of course, Jesse and Joey, they're separate going to be them in advertising, them in doing the radio show, stuff like that. And then, of course, Danny, we have with season one's Knock You Out, where he's a sportscaster. And then, of course, the telethon episode for uh, Wake Up San Francisco. I think there might be another in there as well. So just, just different, different things. I just think in a different way, different fun themes. So, all right. I think we covered the important topics. Now, before we officially get into the episode, you guys know we always got to go with the cold open. And it's in Joey's room. Surprise, surprise. Don't. And of course, at this point in season five, it's almost towards the end of season five. It's episode 20. Joey is now in Jesse's old room, which before Jesse's room, it. You want to know how many times that room's transitioned? Let's go through it. Stephanie's room, all the way uh, to, to like the first episode of season one, pilot episode. Then it becomes Jesse's room. Season. Almost towards the end of season four, it becomes Joey's room because his bedroom is going to be turned into a studio down in the basement. Then after Joey moves out of there, Jackson Fuller moves in. Jackson's going to have to room with Max now, so Ramona's moving in there. We have had five people, Stephanie, Jesse, Joey, Jackson, Ramona. Am I missing anybody? I don't think I am. But of course, we're in Joey's room. It's I love his bedspread, his um, or if you want to call it comforter, everyone's got a different word for it. It's really cool. It's got like black and white diamond bordering around it, and then it's got like kind of a tealish blue color, bluish green with all different colors and designs. It's just it's really cool, and it goes great with the walls and everything. It's just really color. It just really blends great together. And Joey, of course, like many of us, when we're putting on a shoe, you know, the 
people out there that are very disorganized, like myself, I'll just toss my shoes wherever, and then I'll be like, where's my shoes? Where's my other shoe? He's looking for his other shoe. I think we already have a candidate for worst outfit already, and we're not even in the actual episode yet. We're in the cold open. Michelle, and I like that they're coordinating her scrunchie. She wears a lot of scrunchies. This one actually is very form-fitting, unlike the ones from, like, season six onward, where the scrunchie is just taking over the back of her head. It's like, it's too, you know, when they're really poofy, and it's just like, what's going on? Are we doing a Nellie Olsen ginormous bow at the back of the head? Alright, so Michelle walks in, I already talked about her outfit, her scrunchie, and she looks at Mr. Woodchuck, who's just sitting there at the end of Joey's badge. She, oh, Mr. Woodchuck, I wish you could really talk. And, or, I wish you were real. And Joey, who's down on the floor, hidden, is like, I am real. And she's like, oh my gosh! Like, Michelle, you're six, right? Wait, no, she's five. <sighs> the only times that you ever see him with the woodchuck is the only time this thing talks. But then again, she's five, so, yeah. Thank you! She finally is like, you can't talk without Joey. It's like, duh. That old memories kicking in. Now she knows. And Joey's like, did you ever, th as Mr. Woodchuck is like, did you ever think he couldn't talk without me? And of course she climbs on the bed and Joey is right there. He's trying to hide underneath his comfort comforter. Ugh. He's like, Joey, please. You're embarrassing us both. Just stop. So, yeah, she grabs the comfort and is like, hello, Joe. And he's like, pay attention. Don't pay any attention to the man who's under the bed. And she's like, Joey, you're busted. And he gets up and he's like, okay, you caught me. So it wasn't Mr. Woodchuck talking, it was me. And she's like, duh. And I'm like, yes, Michelle, duh, indeed. Like, she may be five, but she's not a dum-dum. So, of course, he's like, duh. And then he, like, smushes his face into her tummy. Like, okay, she's a little too old for that. Come on now, she's not too even that might be, uh. Okay. Now, where did I put that other shoe? Hi, Mr. Woodchuck. <laughs> I wish you were real. I am real. Who said that? I did. You can't talk without Joey. Did you ever think he can't talk without me? <laughs> Hello, Joe. Pay no attention to that man under the bed. <laughs> Joe, you're busted. Okay. So it wasn't Mr. Woodchuck talking, it was actually me. Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I don't know. Alright, so we come out of the intro. We're in the living room. Jesse and Becky are both sitting on the side of the coffee table when there's a perfectly good couch behind you. You don't need to be sitting on the coffee table. I, I'm guilty. I'm sure I've done it at least a few times in my life. But uh, but they're doing the thing with Nikki and Alex, who are infants at this point, where they're kind of jiggling them on the knee, like dun, 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 you know, with the bonanza theme and everything like that. So, of course, Jesse's making a joke about, like, all right, kids, a little, uh, 
always keep those saddles dry or something like that because the babies are wearing, you know, they're infants, they haven't been potty trained because they're infants, they wear diapers. But Becky is like, you know, I have an idea. Why don't we, like, get dressed up and take a family portrait? Of course, Jesse is like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. My dad always made me. We always wore matching dad and lad suits. It was so embarrassing. I'm not putting my kids through that. Dad and lad leisure shoes. Leisure suits. Okay. He's like, I'm not putting my sons through. It's like, they're three months old. They are not going to ever remember. He's like, come on, Jess. And he's like, all right, but I want my kids to look cool. It's like, oh boy. You know, I only imagine where this is going. You know Jesse's definition of cool. Leather jackets, do-rags, yeah. I'm surprised, well, no, that'll come later when he dresses the kids up as Elvis lookalikes. And she's like, oh, okay, honey, don't worry. Of course it'll look cool. Now, wear those lavender sailor suits. Ooh. <laughs> Now, remember, cow kids, the very important code of the West. Always keep your saddles dry. Now, you hear? Hey, I've got an idea. Let's get all dressed up and I'll take an official family portrait. Oh, no, no, no. I hated that when I was a kid. I'm not going to put Nikki and Alex through that kind of torture. Oh, come on, honey. I saw your family portrait. You and your father looked adorable in those dad and lad leisure suits. You look like father and son hot tub salesmen. Come on, Jess. All right, but but I want my kids to look cool. Oh, of course they'll look cool. Now, where are those lavender sailor suits? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the little Nikki and Alex are wearing little baby Nike shoes. So Danny comes through the door. He looks really like ugh. And Jesse's like, "Hey, did DJ get her learner's permit?" And Danny's like worse and she he's like what did she flunk or something oh no he says it was uh, just it was horrible and then jesse asks like oh did she flunk and danny's like uh no it was worse and dj comes in he's like i passed did kimmy oh that's right he probably took both girls to uh take their uh test so excited which i mean who wouldn't be when they pass their written t- okay it's a written test it's not a road test so that hasn't happened okay right because that's why she wants to get practice in so she'll be ready when she takes her road test kimmy of course is like i failed i copied every one of dj's answers and i still got it wrong and of course jesse's like gibbler they pass out different tests to everybody in the room not to mention the last time we went into the secretary of state which is what we call it here in michigan they have dividers where it's not like you're going to be able to look over at your neighbor's paper granted when i took the written test i did this through driver's training <clears throat> hold on a second um let me tell you real quick about that freshman year week after school's out for freshman year i am back in school for driver's training and of course at the end of driver's training which i think is like i think it was like 
two months long? It was only like July or June through July. And that was that was it was a fun time. Me and my friend were taking it together and you know, just we actually got to go in the cars that they have for DMV and it was cool. We just ride around like the cones and all that stuff in the parking school parking lot. And of course you had to have your instructors, you know, when you go out on the road and I'd always get my score. And of course my cousin, who's five months younger than me, was also taking it. And of course I like glance at like his daily score report for his driving. And of course his was great because well he worked on the farm and he'd been driving around the you know, the truck on the farm since he was like 10 years old. So of course his driving's going to be a lot better than mine. Yeah, I, c I couldn't help but be a little jealous of that. But yeah, me and like a few other students that were there, um, one of my teachers had kind of pulled us aside and had us take the test separately from the rest of the kids because that way he could read the test out to us in case, you know, we had any difficulty understanding it or something like that. Which, I mean, that was really, really helpful. And, oh, I, I just remembered this. Remember when um, the episode in season three and they call it Puppy Love? When Jesse's license expired, so he had to go in and take a written test. And apparently way back when he originally got his license... He glanced at his neighbor's paper. That's how he got his license then. And he's like, they give different tests to everyone in the room. It's like, of course. Yeah, they're, they know what's going on. They know that people, the people can't be trusted. And even Kimmy's like, that's a problem with the world today. Nobody trusts anyone. It's like, of course they don't. You don't want the wrong people getting driver's licenses. I mean, that's some, that's some stuff. I mean, you are driving... A deadly weapon. Somebody told me that. I think it was uh, when I took my road test. She said, this is basically a deadly weapon. When you're out on the road, because you could kill somebody. Or basically get killed yourself. Um, yeah, just, I think, basically put the fear of God into kids. Just, like, this is not a toy. It's not a toy. You respect the rules of the road. You respect the other drivers. Granted, they may not respect you, of course. You know, it's a... But you just... And a lot... Uh, you basically got to go by the book. When you're taking your road test, everything, uh, parallel parking, uh, I avoid it like the plague. Now, actually, surprisingly, on my road test, I was, that was one thing I was really stressed about. Really messing up on. And I did surprisingly better than I thought I would do. I thought it was something else I thought I had down pat that I didn't do so hot on. And I can't remember what that one thing is. Oh, I think it's like, it was like, I had to like, get the car at a certain point, like within a, like you have to like hit the line, like right at a certain point, the front of the vehicle. I'll get into my road test and all that fun stuff later. I gotta say, I like Kimmy's hair here. It's kind of curly, wavy even, and then it's got like this side braid that runs down just behind her ear. It's kind of cool. I like it. And she's wearing the long sleeves under short sleeves. So did Kimmy start this trend? I thought it was 
what was that singer Kurt Cobain of Nirvana? I think I thought he was the one that kind of started that trend. And the flannel, and the flannel wearing the plaid. So of course, DJ, as soon as Kimmy's out there, or she turns to Danny's like, "All right, Dad, give me the keys. Come on, I'm ready." So he's like, "DJ, you just have your learner's permit. You can't drive a car unless a licensed adult over the age of 21 is with you." And it's like, "Well, you're a licensed adult. Come on, let's go." And he's like, look, I'm just, I'm not sure you're ready yet. You're telling me that she just took a written test. She just sat in a chair and just watched that goofy driving video like I did in Drivers. That was, (laughs) that may even be on Disney Plus right now. Because they have a lot of the old, like, Mickey, Goofy, Donald, you know, Disney cartoons from way back in the day and that was one they did show along with all the other driver's ed videos that they uh, used to spook you and put the fear of God in you when you're on the road um she had to have had some driving experience you can't tell me that when she gets in the car with Danny that is the first time she's sitting in a car in the driver's seat behind the wheel no, it can't be. She had to have something. I am my girl. Because I remember, I remember after I finished segment one, which was the summer t- course from like June to July, and then in November of that same year, I was doing segment two. And then May of the following year, I was taking my road test. So I'm just, she had to have had some driving experience so she's like dad look i took driver's ed i passed the written test i'm 15 years old the state of california says i'm ready to drive and danny's like well the state of california doesn't have to sit in the car with you oh my god get it i can understand parents being nervous wrecks you know their kids you know worrying about their kids you know growing up is one thing but then once a kid gets a car there, you don't know where they're going. There are apps you can actually use to track your kid and see where they're going. And there, there's just all these rules now. Now, I mean, I think when when I got my learner's permit, that I, the only restrictions were that I could think of, like you can only have so many people in the car. I think it was like maybe one or two, other than yourself. You could not drive after the hours of 10 p.m. Another thing is logging the hours during driver's training. You had to have, like, at least, I think it was 30 hours of daytime driving and 10 hours of nighttime driving. So, of course, I did what uh, maybe other kids... I was not the only one doing this, I swear. I fudged my nighttime hours. Because I hardly got any nighttime driving. I... Granted, my dad, like, had lost his license, so I was kind of, like, being the chauffeur. And that same summer when I was getting my driving hours in was the same time that Lowell decided, my childhood hometown, decided to repave Main Street, which goes all the way from, like, basically runs the length of the town is what I'm saying. Oh, my God. The thing, and, and this is it, this is me. You guys might have these same little quirks, I don't know. I cannot stand trying to make a left hand turn out of like 
a parking lot or wherever. I need a green arrow at a traffic light too. That's another thing. Drives me nuts. Well, for like the longest time, as long as I lived there, that main light never had a a yellow left turn arrow. And you get so much traffic coming at you from the opposite way. It's like, oh my gosh. Finally, I'm 30-something years old. I'm going into Lowell. It's been a while. And I see, what do they have? A green arrow. Finally. 20 plus years later. <laughs> but, oh my god. And I just, I still remember at the coffee, I was at the coffee table and I was like writing in like nighttime. I was like, I remember this time, this time, this time. And my dad comes in and he's like, they don't want you f- doing that. You know, no one's going to believe that. And I'm like, um, I'm sure other people are doing a stupid excuse, I know, but <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, think about it. If you're in DJ's shoes, you got that piece of paper. The state of California or whatever state you're in says you are ready to drive your they feel comfortable. They gave you that slip of paper because you passed the test. They feel comfortable that you're knowledgeable enough to be behind the wheel. And it's like, that is the golden ticket. Like, yes, this says I can drive. I just need a licensed driver in the passenger seat with me. So, yeah, it's like, let's go, let's go. Daylight, we're burning daylight here. Annie, you got two other daughters that we will never see go through the driver's training process we were almost there if we'd have gotten to season 10 like if we had kept going like season 9 season 10 we would have seen stephanie taking driver's training i would have loved to have had her explain like have you ever been behind the wheel of a car prior to taking driver's training she's like well i did accidentally drive um, Joey's car back it into the side of the house, the back of the house. They're like, oh, but I was eight years old. That that happened a long time ago. So even Jesse's kind of ribbing Danny. Like, come on, when you were fifteen, I'm sure you were just dying to get behind the wheel of your mom's pacer. Danny's like, oh, not me. I mean, I was perfectly happy taking the bus. Baloney, Danny. No teenager is happy taking the bus when they can perfectly drive a car. Taking the bus, that's like your, my car is in the shop, or my car is indisposed at the moment and can't be driven, so I'm, I ended up getting my car privileges taken away from me, so the entire senior year of high school, except for like the last month of my senior year, I had to ride the school bus. Yeah, I skipped a lot during my junior year. Oh, I know, I'm so bad. <laughs> and he's like, my dates were impressed with the extra leg room. No girl is going to date you if you're taking the bus. Not to mention, he dates Pam and marries her for the last... I swear, like, he was dating her, like, the last half of his high school years. Like, maybe his sophomore through senior years. I don't know. Unless he met her when he was a freshman and started dating her then. But then again, who are these other girls? I'm just gonna say, I think Danny dated her from junior year to senior year. And then 
uh, they got pregnant with DJ and had to have a lope run off and get married. And I apologize for the noise. My kitchen floor is, my new kitchen floor is being installed today. So that's what's going on. And DJ's finally like, Dad, this is really cruel. Please don't make me beg. He's like, okay. And she's like, thanks, Dad. You're the greatest. He's like, oh, well, let me just, you know, paint the house and that, clean the house. And it's like, let me shower, shave, and paint the house. It's like, Dad. And of course, Jesse's like, Danny. It's like, what? I'm, t- I'm joking. Yeah, right. Um, remember how I said <coughs> nobody looks good in yellow? Jesse is wearing this short sleeve shirt. Canary yellow does not go good ag- against his skin color, his hair color. It's just blech. Hey, Jess. Hey, how'd it go? Did the DJ get a learner's permit? It was a nightmare. She flunked? Worse. I passed! All right, please. <laughs> I copied every one of DJ's answers, and I still flunked the test. Kimmy, they give everyone different tests so no one can cheat. They do? That's what's wrong with the world today. No one trusts anyone. Bye. Bye. Okay, Dad, let me have the keys. DJ, you just have your learner's permit. You can't drive a car unless there's a licensed adult in the front seat with you. Fine, you can have shotgun. Let's roll. Look, uh, I'm just not sure you're ready yet, you know? Dad, I took driver's ed. I passed the written test and I'm 15. The state of California says I'm ready to drive. Yeah, but the state of California doesn't have to sit in the front seat with you. Dad, come on. Yeah, Dad, come on. I'm sure when you were 15, you were just dying to get behind the wheel of your mom's pacer. (laughs) Not me. I was perfectly happy taking the bus. And my dates were very impressed with the extra leg room. Dad, this is really cruel. Please don't make me beg. All right. Thanks, Dad. You're the greatest. Let's go. Okay, just let me shower, shave, and, you know, paint the house. Dad? Danny. Okay, okay. Boy, everybody's so tight around here. All right, so here we're entering mini plot three. Basically, you got your main plot with Danny and DJ and the driving, and then you have the mini plots part B and C, B being Jesse and Becky and the twins and the family portrait, and of course, plot C being Michelle's annoying Stephanie with her only friend that we've ever seen. This is the friend that's only for an episode. This is... After Harry and pre Mickey and Gia, and this is just, it's it's so sad that we don't get to see Stephanie, you know, with other friends because Stephanie is a likable girl. So I mean, I don't know why more people don't want to hang out with her. I mean, I don't know. More likely, maybe she's going over to their house. We really don't hear her talk about really hanging out with friends and stuff like and it just it it breaks my heart. So of course Michelle comes in to crash this girl time and Michelle is wearing a blue sweatshirt with white lettering that says if you love me tell me a story. Like that's not manipulative <laughs> manipulative. I mean my goodness. Now there's one of these things uh Rita and Stephanie they're sitting at the round table and is this like one of those 
I've heard it called a cootie catcher. I've seen, you know, kids in class growing up, and like, especially junior high, were using this technique. I never got to participate. I wished I could have, you know, had those fun moments with friends. Even with the few friends I had, I don't think we ever did this thing. So Michelle comes in, she's got her tape recorder with her that's got a microphone attached. She's like, I wrote a song about a duck and a pig. Oink, oink, quack, quack, oink, oink, quack, quack. And Rita, wearing my favorite color, she's wearing red, is just really like, ooh. I guess that's, if you've ever went to a friend's house growing up and they had a little sibling that was always hanging about and it was just like, I had a couple friends that had annoying siblings or cousins that were hanging out when I was over there, and it drove me nuts. Like, leave us alone. We don't want to hang out with you. I came over here to spend time with my friend, not with her family members. Thank you. She's like, oh, Mr. Duck. Oh, Mr. Pig. Quack, quack. Oink, oink, quack. It's like... (sighs) So Stephanie finally cuts Michelle off. Like, hey, can you not right now? Like... Leave us alone, all right? Rita and I are telling each other's fortunes. Michelle, of course, like, oh, tell mine, tell mine. So what Stephanie does here, she takes Michelle, leads her to the door, and says, in the near distant future, you will be singing a song about a duck and a pig out in the hall. Of course, Rita's like, that was easy. And Stephanie's like, no, it's not. She'll be back. Of course, boom, the door pops open. I'm back. I didn't finish my song. It's like, ugh. We get this instance where, and I'm sure Stephanie did this with the, oh my good golly. That's right. When Becky was pregnant with the twins and um, they're having the Lamaze class over there um, in the kit living room. And <laughs> I was thinking about when DJ and Steph were still sharing a room. And DJ, Kimmy, and this guy named Rick were doing homework. And then Stephanie barges in and just starts being really annoying. It's like, well, here's your payback, Steph. Yeah, you like that? How you like them apples? It's interesting the fact that Jesse's busy with the family portrait. Danny's busy teaching DJ, you know, the rules of the road or the parking lot. So Joey's kind of got to sus, you know, take care of the situation between Steph and Michelle. I wrote a song about duck and a pig. Who cares? Oh, Mr. Duck. Oh, Mr. Pig. Quack, quack, quack. Quack, oink, 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 quack, quack. Michelle, will you please leave us alone? Quack, quack. Rita and I are busy telling fortunes, okay? Tell mine, tell mine. Okay, in the very near future, Three times. Oh, Harry, scary monster. 
That's one. Is he nice like the Cookie Monster? No. Are you kidding? He scares the Cookie Monster because he's the hairy, scary monster. That's two. Uh-oh, next come three. It sure does. Hairy, scary. Don't say it! <laughs> Joey, help! There we go. Joey, help! Michelle, what is it? Michelle, would you take it easy? Who's coming? Stephanie said there was hairy, scary monster. Oh, no, I said it. Michelle, there's no such thing as a hairy, scary monster. That's two. One more time and it comes. Okay, Michelle, you got to trust me on this one. I'm going to say it one more time and you'll see that nothing's going to happen. Wait. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Hairy, scary monster. It's okay, you can look now. <laughs> See, there's no monster. What a ripoff! <laughs> now, Michelle, when Stephanie was telling you about this hairy, scary monster, were you bugging her? It's possible. <laughs> Well, I think Stephanie just played a little joke on you just to get rid of you, so don't you think you should forgive and forget? What are you nuts? I'm getting them back. What was I thinking? <laughs> so I think already I know who I want to give the best outfit award to because I really like Stephanie's. It's like the fabric almost looks like um, thermal wear, almost like the thermal pajamas you put on. But a long sleeve top, but it's tie dye. It's like fuchsia mixed with like a violet, like purple. And it just, it's, oh my God, I love it so much. It's so cool. Of course, when Michelle comes in, I didn't finish my song. Quack, quack, oink, oink. And somebody's like, Michelle, if you don't leave right now, I'm going to summon the hairy, scary monster. And Michelle's like, oh, please. Like, she's five. She didn't believe that Mr. Woodchuck could talk on his own. Like, he's being possessed by an evil spirit. He's not. But, yeah, you, you gotta work harder to get that uh, something past this five-year-old. But, I and I like how Stephanie just comes up with this on the spot. Like, oh, I know my sister. I think, yeah, I'm gonna shoot for this. This will keep her out of our hair for, like, a minute. Because <laughs> she's like, hair, I say his name three times, and he'll come get you. Like, hairy, scary monster. That was one. Hairy, scary monster. That was two. Oh, no. <laughs> she's like, oh, no, one more time, and he comes. <laughs> yep. Hairy, scary monster! And boom! Michelle books it out of the room. She's across the hall. Joey, Joey, help me, help me, help me! Joey opens the door. It's like, Michelle, what's wrong? It's like, there's a hairy, scary monster after me. And Joey's like, okay, tell me about this hairy, scary monster. And Joey's like, all right, hold on. No, 
Stephanie said this, sweetie, there's no such thing as a hairy, scary monster. And Michelle's like, that's two! One more time and he comes! I was like, alright, Michelle. You ready? Hairy, scary monster. Because she's like, alright, wait, 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 let me get out of the bed. Close my eyes. He's like, alright, you ready? Hairy, scary monster. And I love how she peeks between her fingers. We've all done that as kids when we're watching a scary movie and a scary part comes up. I still to this day will never, ever, ever watch the movie Little Shop of Horrors. I know what you're saying. I know what you're thinking. But that's a comedy. That's a musical. It traumatized me as a child. Just the idea that that... That Venus flytrap was just growing and and needing blood to sur- just to grow and survive, and it just it freaked me out. And I'm like, even today, it's like I can't. I just I can't do it. I don't want to relive that. Although I'm sure if I did watch it now, I'd be like, Carl, this is a what was I so freaked out? But I was like seven years old, seven or eight. So Joey pretty much uh, sums this up that it's like, alright, you know, it looks like the, Stephanie was just trying to trick you. Now when you were in her, your guys' room, were you bugging her, Michelle? Were you, were you being a nuisance? And Michelle's like, it's possible. I'm like, sweetie, no, no, you were. You need to own up to that. And honestly, he does eventually just say, sweetie, you got to give your sister some space. You need to give her her privacy. You can't be all up in her self all the time. I know it's your room too, but you gotta, you gotta, you know, share the room. That's what part of being sisters is all about, basically. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that because now, of course, he even says, you know, why don't you just let this go, Michelle? And she's like, are you kidding? I'm getting them back. And he's like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I mean, Michelle could always, you know, be the bigger person. But then again, she's five, so. I'm just kind of thinking, I can't remember what is the episode. Oh, I know. It's um the one I'll do during the series episodes. With um, un- it's under the influence where Kimmy gets drunk at a frat party, but the side plot is Michelle is tired of Nikki and Alex always following her around, always trying to. Basically, they're pulling them. What Michelle is doing here, they're doing that to Michelle. And the thing is, there's two of them, so it's twice the annoyance for Michelle. It's like, what's that saying? What goes around comes around. Like, oh, you're the annoying little sibling, but then you get a sibling, and they're gonna annoy you. Uh, yep. So, now we're gonna go to a... This isn't so much a parking lot, is it just looks like an area, like it's a park where you can park your car, and it's visibly deserted. There's nobody there. And Danny's like, see, honey, see how I'm braking? See how smoothly this car rides? I also filled the ent- the gas tank. It's on, it's on full. You see that? Yeah, the gas gauge? Yep, it's on full. I did that so we have enough gas to work with. You know, I'm being a responsible driver, which is what I want you to be. <laughs> As they pull to a stop... And they both get out. As Danny says, there's no better teacher than your old dad. Like, yeah, right. Oh, DJ is ready. She's like, all right, Dad. Because they're in front of the car. And she's got her palm out like, come on, Dad. Give me the keys. 
He's like, ad, 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 ad. but first, let's go over the rules of the road. You're in a parking lot. There are no rules of the road. You're not on the road, but okay. Oh, he's like, let's get over a few small details. He's like, ah, 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 ah. No, no, no. <laughs> he's pointing out the obvious. Like, this is an automobile, Deej. It's like, duh. Yeah. I kind of figured that. He's like going through like hood, headlights, bumper, and bugs. Two hands are, it's like, dad, really, keys, pl- please give me the keys. I'm sure they covered all of that in the first day on what a car is and what it can do for you. A car is an automobile and it can get you from point A to point B and occasionally on the weekends to point C. That is a line from the Simpsons. <laughs> but yeah. So finally, he relinquishes the key, gives her the keys. Thank you. But he doesn't want to let him go. She's like pulling like that, please. And she rushes to that door, like the driver's side. And he's like, be careful opening the door. Well, it's not like she's going to wrench it open like she's like King Kong. Like, rip! Oh, like, come on. But, I mean, she's excited. I still have a hard time believing this. The first time she sat behind the wheel of a vehicle. So, of course, the first thing she does is put her seatbelt on. I love how she, like, flicks the back of her fingers through her hair. Like, could I be any more responsible? And, of course, the first thing she does is turn the car on. And Danny's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, aren't you forgetting something? And she's like, oh, yeah, radio. And then it plays some, like, classical music. And it's like, ugh, no. And she turns on a rock station. Like, no, no, no radio. And she went from, A, putting on your seatbelt, all the way to, like, C or D or E, which is starting the car. You kind of skip some steps. I mean, I definitely agree. There are some steps to take before you officially start the car. But then again, I'm a seasoned pro, I'd like to think. I pretty much just bing, bang, boom. I got the seatbelt on. I, I got the car started. Hooking up the iPod. I'm ready to go. But no, Danny is a by-the-book instruct- teacher. That's what he, he he wants her to drive like him. Oh, she's like, because he turns the radio off. Like, Deej, what are you doing? And he's like, or <laughs> she tells him, it's like, Dad, I have to learn how to drive like a regular person, like a normal person. He's like, I don't want you driving like a normal person. I want you driving like me. So basically, uh, neurotic. That's great. Um, that's not helpful. <laughs> I agree with Danny. Radio off for at least the first bit of it. Danny starts to bring up things that she clearly missed. The side mirrors, the rear view mirror, you gotta make sure, because eventually you are going to leave the parking lot at some point. You want to make sure that if you need to get into the other lane, you gotta make sure you don't let someone coming on your left or up on your right. And, and I kind of, like, I use the rear view mirror a lot. And I know they say... You have to wait until that person's in your rear view mirror before you change the lane. 
I guess, or something to that effect. I mean, I know I'm looking and double looking because th- I don't even think he brings up blind spots. Like, you need to check your blind spots. Okay, so he's like, just follow my instructions completely. Adjust the mirrors. And she adjusts the rear view mirror. And the side mirror. Pretty much just her 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 side mirror, not, you know, Danny's. He is, like, trying to get her, like, Get your radar out. Like, get focused. Like, look at the big picture. The windshield is a big picture. They check for traffic, pedestrians, stray cattle. And DJ just rolls her eyes like, Dad, we're in a parking lot. It's like, are you going to contradict everything I say? It's like, sorry, no stray cattle. Are you going to question every instruction I give you? I think she needs to at this. You're getting... Mm. Secure the litter bag. She's like, this is unbelievable. And he just kind of looks at her like, you secure that litter bag or you are going to be sitting in the back, young lady. This driving lesson is over. So she does. And you see the this leather pouch litter bag that is just big enough for like some of the Kleenexes that are clearly in there. And you see like Danny's like knee in this shot. She's like, litter bag secure, sir. Is there anything else? And he's like, oh, no, you know what? I think, uh, I think that does it. I want we pack it in for the day and just let it all soak in. And she's like, what? I don't even get to drive? He's like, uh, okay. Smoothly I'm driving in. Do you notice? Notice yeah. my braking? Mm-hmm. I even fill the car with gas for you, honey. Nobody better to teach you than your old dad. <sighs> yeah, right. All right. Okay, Dad, hand over the keys. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. First, let's go over a few small details. Dad, the keys. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. Now, this is an automobile, Deej. Hood, headlights, bumper, bugs. Keys. Okay. Dad. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Be careful opening the door. Okay. Seatbelts on. Very good. Can I be any more responsible? Okay. And the car on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Aren't you forgetting something? Oh, yeah. Radio on. Oh, yeah. learn to drive with music like a normal person. I don't want you driving like a normal person. I want you driving like me. You just follow my instructions completely now, okay? First, adjust the mirrors. Very good. Now, Deej, listen to me. Get your radar out, okay? Examine the big picture. Check for traffic, pedestrians, stray cattle. Dad, we're in an empty parking lot. Are you going to question every instruction I give you? Sorry. No cattle. Very good. Now, secure the litter bag. This is unbelievable. Litter bag secure, sir. Anything else? No, I guess that about covers it. Why don't we just uh, pack it in for today and let it all sink in? What? I didn't even get to drive. Okay, I guess we can move on to lesson number two. Okay, now. With your hands holding the wheel firmly at 10 and 2. That's 11 and 1, 10 and 2. Okay, put your foot on the brake and carefully put the car into drive. Okay, now slowly 
and gently take your foot off of the brake and put it onto the accelerator, pressing ever so lightly. Ever so lightly! Jesus! Put it in park! Put it in park! Danny! Dad, you are making me so tense! Tense is good, it'll keep you alert. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm sorry, let's just start over again, okay? Hands at 10 and 2. Foot on the brake. Put the car into drive. This time, keep your foot off of the gas pedal. Let's just master the fine art of riding the brake, okay? <laughs> oh, this is nice. There's no need to be a speed demon. Oh, for heaven's sake. Dad, I think a snail just passed us. Really? Wait, stop, stop! <sighs> now what? You're heading straight for that tree, don't you see it? You can't mean that tree on the other end of the lot. Dad, I'm nowhere near it. I didn't say you were near it. I asked you if you saw it. DJ, you are never going to learn to drive if you don't listen to me. Well, I'm never going to learn because you don't want me to learn. That's true. Oh, okay. Okay, that's it. You are way too emotional to be in the driver's seat. Switch places. Out of the car. Fine. 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 What are you doing back there? Well, I'm really not in the mood to sit next to you. You don't trust me. You don't want me to drive. You don't want to help me, so... Please just leave me alone. This went well. So he, of course, has her put her hands on the wheel, 10 and 2. And he's like, no, that's 11 and 1, 10 and 2. And it's like, okay. He's like, all right, very carefully, you put your foot on the brake, and then you ease <laughs> into drive. Basically, you take the, the gear shift thing and you put it into drive. All right, cool, cool, cool. And he's like, okay, ever so lightly, put your foot on the accelerator. And you just see from the outside of the car, it's like, you're vroom! And it's like, it's like, ever so lightly! Shouting right in her face! And she's like, dad, you're making me so tense! He's like, tense is good, it'll keep you alert. And I'm like, no, that is how accidents happen. Seriously. That is not how you want to teach a kid to drive. If anything, you're going to lead to them having traumatic issues down the road. Well, maybe not down the road, but just from this. Like, you don't. That's not how you teach them to drive. Screaming at them at every little mistake they make is not going to help. Danny's car, I swear, only has 544 miles on it. That's what the speedometer says. And it's not a full tank either. It's just a smidge before half a tank. So don't tell me you fuel. If he did, quote unquote, fuel up the car, how far away did they drive? I'm guessing outside of the city. Like I don't want anyone I don't want anyone to know that my daughter's driving or See me, dri you know, teaching my daughter driving. You know, we got to get out of the city. Like, eh, I don't know about that. Basically, here's what he has her do. Okay, hands at 10 and 2. Put your foot on the brake. Don't even think, don't even touch the accelerator. Put it in drive. Let's just master the fine art of riding the brake. And you just see the outside of the, the car as Danny's like, see? There's, there's no reason to be a speed demon. And DJ's like, Dad, I think a snail just passed us. And he's like, hey, wait, wait, wait. Look right there. And she's like, what, what, what? He's pointing at a tree on the other side of the lot. 
And I'm like, uh, she's like, what? I'm nowhere near it. He's like, I didn't ask if you were near it. I asked if you could see it. What? But I didn't ask if, ask if you were near it. I asked you if you saw it. It's like, yeah, what the other trees? Way down there where I'm nowhere near. And he's like, DJ, you are never going to learn to drive if you don't listen to me. I, I agree with DJ. She's like, well, I'm never going to learn because you don't want me to learn it. Honestly, I think that w that's what Danny's whole end game here is. I'm going to get her so stressed out and worked up that she's not even going to want to get behind the wheel of a car. She's like, that's it. You are way too emotional to be in the driver's seat. Switch places. She just throws her hand and like, fine, fine, fine. And they're both like, fine, 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 as they're crossing in front of the car. And she just slams the passenger side door shut. Like, mm, nope. She goes and sits in the back. And Danny just looks in his rearview mirror like, what are you doing back there? And she's like, well, I don't want to be anywhere near you right now. And she's like, I'm not in the mood to sit next to you. You don't trust me. You don't want me to drive. You don't want to help me. So please just leave me alone. Danny ag so aggressively buckles his belt. It's like, well, that went well. It's like, Danny, this is on you, okay? You gotta leave room for error. It's like, he's not giving her an, an opportunity to even make a mistake. It's like, you gotta be perfect 100% on your first try. And it's just like, oh, I can only imagine how uptight he is probably when he drives. But that's just Danny's way. That's his method. That's how he he does things and how he, he visualizes and just, yeah, I get it. Trying to remember when I would drive my dad around and kind of the things like, oh, you were, I don't know how really nitpicky he would be. It's like, well, you could have turned. Why aren't you, t you know, it goes back to the whole turning left or, or, or you turn too fast out of this parking lot onto the road or, or something to that effect. Oh, no, another thing. No, I remember now. One of the things that he really got on me about was staying in my lane because I would start to slowly drift. And he's like, no, you got to see, see that those double lines? You need to stay on the right side of those lines. Do not go even get close to going near them. Or he tell me, you need to pick up your speed. That was another thing I remember when I was going to be doing my road test is the speedometer. You got to make sure you are within, that you're not going over, you're not going too under, you got to be right on the dot all the time. You can't falter. And I, I, I think that he even would say, it's like, this is no different than when an instructor is going to be a lot harder on you when you take your road test. And he even said... You know, I'm only paying for you to take, it costs like 40 bucks. It's like, I'm paying once. You fail, you're paying, you, you gotta pay yourself to take it. Alright, now we're gonna go back to mini plot B. We got Becky getting the shot set up on a tripod with the camera, with the flash. You got two seats from the kitchen island all set up for the picture. Now, she has not seen... Nikki and Alex, how Jesse dressed them. She's like, oh, because Becky is dressed. It's nice. It's a 
kind of a beigeous, beige grayish outfit. It's not, it's almost like she's got a sailor suit. <laughs> well, because it's got like the long, like flappy, like back part on it, you know, in a sailor suit. Yeah. Oh, they look kind of cute. Yeah. They got the uh, rolled up jeans. They got the baby leather jackets and the red. Well, they call them do-rags, but what else? What Bandana. That's usually what I, what I think. Oh, he's wearing a bandana. Oh, she looks, and Becky's smiling the whole time. Like, she's, it's not a real problem for her. She's like, what have you done to my babies? And he's like, oh, no, nothing. I went down to the Harley shop, and they opened up a new section called Tykes on Bikes. It's just, oh, so cute. So cute. He's like, what's that on your head? <laughs> Do-rags. You know, I see a lot of motorcycles out because it is summer and everything. I can't even count on one hand how many I actually see wearing a bandana or, in this case, a do-rag. I, I really, I, I mean, unless they're wearing a helmet, odds are their hair is flowing free. Um, yeah. A nice touch, huh? It's like, do-rags, really? Yeah, my mother's gonna love this picture. This is not a formal. This is something you send in, like, for Halloween or, I guess, maybe Christmas. No, I think definitely just go to one of those studios and just... Well, I don't even know if they do this anyway. Do they do the studios where you bring in the family and everything like that? My church had a directory and everyone was to come in and have their picture taken and I remember because I still have um the picture and I just look at the picture and it's just it's so sad to think about because my dad hated wearing ties even for his funeral my sister made a point it's like don't put a tie on him because my dad hated wearing ties so, of course, in this picture, he had to dress up. He had been working on the farm all day, so he wasn't in the best mood. And it was like, I think Olin Mills, Olson Mills, uh, Olson, whatever, they had a specific date and time, like, you had to meet, that you had to be there. And, of course, you couldn't schedule or anything. My dad was in a, in a mood, and... It, um, you know, my mom just, it, it was, I should post that on, on the Facebook page. I, I think I'll do that because it's just, oh my gosh, my dad is not smiling. My mom is not really smiling. My sister's got this wide toothy grin. And of course I'm like, because Nicole was like 12 and I'm like maybe five or six. So yeah. Now it's just, it's kind of cool. How you can, um, you can get a picture and then you can just change the background on your computer, like, to whatever you want. It's just, or, just, I know, like, some of them, that, that seems to be the time to get them done is going to be, like, f like, around fall or even around the Christmas time because you want to get your holiday pictures in and everything, too. So, of course, the reason Jesse wants to put Nikki and Alex in do-rags is because he doesn't want everyone to know that his babies are baldies. And Becky's like, honey, a lot of babies are bald when they're born. Jeremy, of course, when he was born, had a head of hair. 
a head of hair. He still does. Even though with age he's starting, you know, he's been losing it for a while now. But still, I mean. And I don't think he ever lost it. You know how babies sometimes they have hair, but then it'll start to fall out and grow back in again? Jeremy's never did that, apparently. Of course, Jesse Lee, not me. When I was born, my doctor smacked my butt and gave me a blow dry- dryer. <laughs> yeah, right. So I love that. They just, they look so cute. So Becky adjusts the camera and takes maybe Alex. Yeah, because Jesse's holding Nikki as he says, hey, let's practice that Elvis slip we've been working on. And Jesse proceeds to take Nikki's, the upper part of his, his lip and like pull it upward. And she that looks ridiculous. My gosh. I love how Becky, just before the camera flashes, is like, <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> Jesse's got the Elvis lip thing going on, but you can do it naturally. Now people are going to be looking at the photo like, what's wrong with the baby's mouth? Why is he pulling the baby's, like, lip, upper lip, like, up, upward? That's weird. It's all ready. Bring in the boys. <laughs> Cheese. What have you done to my babies? I took them down to the Harley shop. They opened a new department. Tykes on bikes. Your heads. Do rags. <laughs> nice touch, huh? Do rags? Hmm? Oh, my mother's gonna love this picture. Honey, I don't want everyone knowing my kids are baldies. Sweetheart, lots of babies are bald. Not me. When I was born, the doctor smacked my butt and gave me a blow dryer. That figures. Well, I have to admit, you guys do look awfully cute. Okay, smile. Give me a pumpkin pie. All right, Nikki, give me that Elvis slip. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. One last thing about this photo op before we move on. <laughs> Becky is going to stand out so much. I mean, to all the people that are sending pictures to her, they're probably, oh, Becky, why didn't you dress up in, like, biker leather? Or those that know Becky, it's like, oh, Becky, I am so sorry. I mean, your kids look cute and everything, but wow. Why couldn't Je- your husband have just, like, been formal, like, you know, and dressed, you know, you, you know, himself and the boys, you know, in formal wear or whatever. It just, it just, she stands out. So, of course, the door flies open. DJ is still PO'd, very angry. As Jesse's like, hey, how'd the driving lesson go? And she's like, ask him. Danny comes in and slams the door. He's like, she's got a serious attitude problem. And of course, DJ's like me. He was screaming at me like a maniac. And of course, Danny's like, well, that's a natural reaction when someone was hot rotting. Hot rotting my butt. Danny, you barely let her get her foot off the dang brake. Don't, oh my, oh, Danny, I just, oh, he irritates me. How'd the driving lesson go? Ask him. She's got a serious attitude problem. Me? You're screaming at me like a maniac. Excuse me, but that's a natural reaction when somebody's hot rotting. <laughs> better go take care of this. Yeah, I think you might want to. Okay, fellas, <laughs> now that he's gone, what do you say we play a game? Hide the do-rags. <laughs> 
Let me tell you something. Police officers have pulled me over just to compliment my driving. Baloney! I bet they were on foot. Right, you lighten up now. You know, you know, teaching someone to drive, that should be a fun thing. True. You really think so? Absolutely. Oh, thanks, Uncle Jesse. This is going to be so fun. <laughs> me? I, I, you want me to teach you to drive? Yeah. Who better? You know everything about cars. You're the road warrior. <laughs> Guess I am, huh? I really get you. Well, that's fine with me if it's okay with your dad. Uh, is it okay, Dad? Come on, I don't Danny. know, Deej. You, you really want to learn to drive from a guy who's dressed like a pirate? <laughs> it's a do-rag. It's gone, okay? Well, you can trust me. I'm a father now. But, you know, if you want to take her out again yourself... No, 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 no. I, I, I trust you. I trust you. Oh, thanks, Dad. Just be very, very careful, okay? All right. Now, Deej... What have you learned so far? Uh, how to secure the litter bag and check for cattle. Good. Well, if a cow has to throw away a gum wrapper, you'll be ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. Governor Wilson's office. Yes, hi. Danny Tanner here, Concerned Citizen. Yeah, I, I was just wondering, is there any way we can raise the driving age to 35? <laughs> so, Danny is, like, pointing in DJ's face, like, hey, listen to me, all right? I get pulled over on a regular basis just so cops can compliment my driving. And I love how DJ kind of fires back with, yeah, I bet they were on foot. And Jesse's even telling Danny to lighten up, and he really should. And yeah, I do think that, in a way, teaching someone to drive should be a fun experience. Well, responsible and fun, just... It's it's a big milestone moment. A teenager getting their license. I mean, for like 15 years of their life, they're taking the bus, they're being driven around by mom and dad or older brother or what have you, or older sister. It's like, it's a big, it's like you wait. I remember literally counting down the years until I could drive. I was so excited. So, and when Jesse says, you know, teaching someone to drive should be a fun thing, DJ's like, oh, you really think so? Thanks, Uncle Jesse. And she goes over and hugs him. And it's almost, Jesse's like, kind of like, what what just happened here? <laughs> she pretty much is volu un volunteering Uncle Jesse to teach her to drive, which honestly, and the fact that Danny is saying, oh, you really want someone to teach you to drive who's wearing, who looks like a pirate? And Jesse's like, hey, look. As he takes the duty off his head, he's like, I'm a father now, okay? I mean, I really care about DJ. So, it's like, and he's like, Danny, you've known Jesse for quite a long time. You brought him into your house to help raise your, your girls. I mean, he's not going to steer DJ wrong. He's not going to lead her into danger or anything. Maybe it is a little better to have someone who's got a smidge of a laxed, semi-laxed attitude and someone who's not so uptight and screaming at you while you're behind the wheel. And Jesse's like, well, you want me to teach you how to drive? And DJ, I love how she's just schmoozing him. Like, yeah, I mean, who better? You know everything about cars. You're the road warrior. <laughs> how can he say no to that, right? And Jesse's like, yeah, that's cool with me. I mean, as long as your dad's all right with it. And DJ right away is like, Dad, can I? Jesse's like, hey, man, you can trust me. I'm a father now. It's like, he trusted you to come into his house and watch his kids for the last, like, four years. It, I'm sure it's fine. And DJ is just so excited. Like, oh, yay, 
he's gonna teach him how to drive. Of course, they're gonna head out right now. And Jesse's like, Deej, what did you learn so far from driving your dad around? Um, let's see. I learned how to secure the litter box. The litter box. The litter bag and check for cattle. Okay, well, if any uh, stray cattle come around that need to uh, toss a gum wrapper, we'll be safe. Danny has the gall after Jesse and DJ leave to call up the governor of California and see if he can get the driving age raised to 35. No! Just no, Danny. Just no. I would have... I doubt that he's even speaking to the governor. He's probably speaking to the governor's, like, secretary or something. So, Rita and Stephanie. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, Rita also wears glasses. So they're chilling. I love how Stephanie and Rita are both, like, chilling, you know, on their stomachs. You got your feet, you know, crossed behind you. Just totally chilling. Reading a teen, probably, like, it looks like it could even be like Seventeen magazine or, or whichever. It's it's not one of the bops. It's not BB. It's not Teen Beat or Sixteen, you know, or Tiger Bait, the ones that I would look at when I was a teenager. But Rita's like, hey, check it out. Doogie Hauser reveals his most intimate secrets. And just looking back at this moment now, I mean, I watched Doogie Hauser when it was you know in reruns and stuff like that because it ran from eighty nine to 93. And I remember when Neil Patrick Harris came out, he came out actually in 2006. I had I I didn't know. I'm like, "Oh, wow. Okay." It's just kind of interesting how they're reading an article about Doogie Howser, not Neil Patrick Patrick Harris's intimate secrets, but Doogie Howser's, the character on Doogie Howser's secrets. Like what? His favorite food? Favorite movie, favorite song. Stephanie reads, Doogie Hauser loves tuna, tuna fish and music. Wow, he really spilled his guts. It's like, he, it says and music. It doesn't list what type of music. But, yeah. Yeah, when this show was, was airing, Doogie Hauser was still airing at that time. Oh, I love how Mr. Bear is like propped up on the pillow in the back. That's cute. So, Michelle must have, like, planned this with Joey, because she comes into the room, slams the door shut, has two little kitty, like, pom-poms, a yellow one and a white one. She's like, check it out, I'm a cheerleader! Go, team, go! Oh, they're reading Teen World, which, I don't know, I, is that a real, uh, team exam? I don't know. And even Stephanie's like, not now, Michelle. I'm surprised Stephanie didn't go back on the, uh, the hairy scary monster saying, Michelle, what are you doing here? I thought that you were captured by the hairy scary monster. Oh, okay. So, Michelle, it says, if you love me, read me a story. And story is underlined. It's gonna go through the entire alphabet. Give me an A, give me a B, give me a C. And it's like, get out, get out, get way, way, way out. Go, go, go. Oh my gosh, this kid. He's like the Energizer Bunny. She never stops moving her mouth. She's like, give me an O-U-T, out, 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 way, out. And of course, Michelle drops the line, it's my room too. <sighs> See, this is why I'm happy. The only time I ever actually had to share a room was for like a year and a half when I uh, 
lived with my aunt and uncle. I had to share a room with my cousin. And it really sucked because it was her room. So, and she'd always like, this is my room. This is my room. It's like, eh. when's it going to be the weekend so I can go to my dad's? <laughs> so, yeah, Stephanie does resort to calling the hairy, scary monster. I thought, I'm surprised she didn't say, I'm going to have to call the hairy, scary monster again. Because he clearly didn't do a good enough job the first time getting rid of you. Doogie Hauser reveals his most intimate secrets. Doogie likes tuna fish and music. Boy, he really spilled his guts. <laughs> Guess what? I'm a cheerleader. Not now, Michelle. <coughs> give me an A. Give me a B. Give me a C. Give me, give me an O U T out, out, way out. It's in my room, too. Okay. I guess I'm going to have to call the hairy, scary monster. Oops, I said his name once. I'm not scared. Oh, really? Hairy, scary monster. That's two. I'm still not scared. You will be hairy, scared. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you asked for it. Monster! <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 look who's not here. <laughs> okay, there is no monster. But, uh, get out anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Jelly. You're very welcome, Michelle. <laughs> Joey, we knew it was you all along. Yeah, right. right. Heck no. Okay. Now, look, you guys are all even now, okay? So, let's call a little truce. Steph, no more scaring Michelle. Michelle, when Stephanie's in here with her friends, you've got to give her some space. Deal? Deal. Okay. Here, put this on, Michelle, and let's all howl on it. Ready? Of course, Michelle is calling Stephanie's bluff as <laughs> Stephanie's like, Harry, scary, run, Michelle, run! And then Michelle just looks to her left, looks to her right, and she's like, well, 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 look who's not here. And Stephanie's like, yeah, you're right, he's not real, but get on anyway, she opens the door. And of course, as soon as Stephanie opens the door, Joey comes in with a werewolf mask. You know what? You want to know who he looks like? That mask? Not just a werewolf, but if you've seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze, he looks like... I'm trying to remember which one, because there's like a wolf, and then there's also a snapping turtle. One's named Toka, and the other one's name is Razar. Razar? Razar? I never remember which one's which, but it looks like the wolf face. I love Jody Sweeten's scream, and we just see Rita running from Stephanie's bed into the closet. I just, and I, I love how Stephanie grabs, like, the rungs of the end of Michelle's bed and just launches herself underneath it. And Michelle looks at Joey and is like, thank you, Joey. Of course, Stephanie crawls out from under Michelle's bed. It's like, we knew it was you all along, didn't we, Rita? And she's like, heck no! Rita is literally dressed almost head to toe in red. Red shirt, red barrette, red converse, probably with red socks. And then she's wearing denim 
jeans. So Joey's like, look, you guys are all even now, okay? So, Stephanie, please stop scaring Michelle. And Michelle, when Stephanie's in here with her friend, you need to give her some space. Deal? Okay, shake on it. And they shake on it. I'm just like, are you serious? You went through all of this just to say... You could have even just told her when she originally came to you, like... Because he even said, were you bugging her, Michelle? It's like, yeah, it's possible. It's like... I would have said right... I mean, this is a cute, funny scene, sure. But I would like, sweetie, you need to give your sister some space. I know you both share a room, but sometimes she has to have her privacy. So you need to respect that. So he has Michelle... So I wanted to get this 100% right. I did look it up. And it turns out Razar is the werewolf type creature that I think in the movie he's like a wolf. Michelle puts on the werewolf face, and it's really frightening. If Stephanie was scared of the wolfman in Baby Love, this, and that guy just had paint and whatnot on his face, this would really mess her up on an emotional level. Like, oof. Stephanie also has a picture of Tommy Page and a poster of Nelson. And a small guitar that she will never play. Or if she does, we never see it. Wait a minute. Well, not that guitar, but she does play in Girl Talk in Season 8. Alright, so we got Jesse and DJ. DJ is behind the wheel of Jesse's red Mustang. Why is it that he and Danny, even Danny in Season 1, remember when he had Bullet and then he got Walter? And it's just, this is almost, this car is like identical to that. And even... Oh my gosh, what if this is the car that they use in Grand Gift Auto? Because it's pretty much just like that. Red with the top down. So, she is so, she's got a smile on her face. Jessie's just chilling in the passenger seat. We do have a couple people on a, on bikes, so that is definitely, gotta watch out for pedestrians. And DJ's like, wow, Uncle Jesse, I never thought I'd see the day when I'd be able to drive your Mustang. And Jesse's like, yeah, I like to call her Sally. As in Mustang Sally. Yes, we get it. Yes, there is a song about Mustang Sally. Was released in 1965. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I'll read the lyrics here and someone is asking, like, what is the meaning of the song Mustang Sally? So I'll just read some of them. Of course, the opening lyric is, Mustang Sally, think you better slow your Mustang down. You've been running all over town. Oh, I guess I'll have to put your flat feet on the ground. All you want to do is ride around Sally. Ride, Sally, ride. One of these early mornings, oh, you're going to be wiping your weeping eyes. I bought you a brand new Mustang about 1965, which is funny because this is when the song comes out. Now you come around signifying a woman you don't want to let me ride. Yeah, so it's pretty much the base. So this person's like, well, what's the name? What's the meaning? You know, I love it when people give their own interpretations of what a song means. So according to this, song facts. This song is about a girl who lives a wild life in her brand new Mustang. The singer bought her the car, which transformed her into Mustang Sally. And now she's running around town, paying little attention to her sugar daddy. (laughs) This is someone's interpretation, guys. This song was written by Bonnie Rice, also known as Sir Mac Rice. Jesse throws out some facts here. What makes this car special 
is the fact that there's only been 1,100 of them made, and his is the only one with genuine Elvis lug nuts. Clearly, those were only made for the show. We never see them, of course, but, uh, yeah, I can't find them on the internet at all. So, and, But when I did search for it, it came up with this episode <laughs> and, this, and Jessie's quote about genuine Elvis lug nuts. He's like, all right, start it up. And she, and she looks at Jessie like, really? You mean I don't have to wrestle you for the keys? So Jessie's like, look, DJ, driving should be a nice, calm and soothing and comfortable experience. Okay, part of me <laughs> is getting a little nervous. Not uptight and screaming at her like Danny was, but maybe he's a little like, well, I'm gonna let you drive, because he does put his glasses on. He's like, you become the car, and in turn the car becomes you. Alright, he's like, alright, now turn the key and let's cruise. I just love this scene as she starts up the car. Because he's like, oh, just listen to that baby purr. She's talking to you, Deej. He's like, you hear? And she's like, yeah. She's telling me I should have learned to drive with you first. She's like, Uncle Jesse, you're the coolest. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. It's just something I learned to live with. Basically telling her, before you put it into drive, I want you to feel the vibrations and listen to Sally. In a way, you'll become the car and the car in turn becomes you. So she's really getting into it. She's like, yeah, I can be the that. I am the car. <laughs> I love how Jesse just puts on his sunglasses like, righteous. Righteous? Really? Okay. <laughs> he looks like he's just gonna be like, I'm just gonna chill here, maybe take a nap and let you do everything. Hey Quinn, how you doing, babe? How you doing? Hmm? Quinny. You want me to teach you how to drive? You won't be able to see over the steering wheel. Granted, you don't have opposable thumbs either, so there's that. Are you going to eat your kitty food? you going to eat your din? Your dinny din? Alright. He's like, alright, hang a right by the lamppost. And she's like, really? You mean I get to leave the parking lot? Is there anything I need to know before I make my first right turn? He's like, just listen to Sally. She will tell you. He's like, just simply feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Now... Where on what I'm seeing here basically is there is at least I'd say maybe six to eight feet worth of space between the concrete that's holding up the lamppost and Mustang Sally. So when she turns and he's still saying, Feel it, feel it, feel it. I see it. She is turning too sharply. She's turning that wheel as far as it will go. And it's like, of course. And, and the thing is, he's got his sunglasses on. He's just like, oh, I'm gonna let her do, you know, what she's gonna do. She's the car, and the car is her, so. But you can hear that just scrape, that concrete just scraping against that metal. Oh, God. It's like, feel it! <laughs> She's just on that accelerator. <laughs> like, good grief. 
And Jesse's like, my baby! My baby! And he gets out of the car, and right above the wheel well, there's a many, many deep, deep white scratches from that concrete. <laughs> He's like, okay, calm down. It's just a car. It's just a c- 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 car. He's really trying not to cry in front of DJ. And of course, she's like, I'm so sorry. I feel terrible. Which she probably does. And she's like, I-, I promise I'll do better tomorrow. Not I'll pay for the damage. Not I'll try to buff it out. You just show me what to do. Take it out of my allowance. No. She says, I promise I'll do better tomorrow. He's like, tomorrow? No, you're not getting back in my car. In fact, I think you should take the bus home. Wow, I never thought I'd be driving your Mustang. I like the color Sally. Mustang Sally. You know, there's only 1,100 of these in the whole country, but mine is the only one with a complete set of Elvis lug nuts. All right, go ahead, start it up. You mean I don't even have to wrestle you for the keys? See, driving should be a very calm, cool, soothing experience. Now turn the key and let's cruise. Listen to that baby purr. She's talking to you, Deej. You hear? Yeah. She's saying I should have learned to drive with you in the first place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uncle Jesse, you're the coolest. I know. It's just something I've learned to live with. <laughs> All right. Now, before you put it in the drive, I want you to, I want you to feel the vibrations. Okay? Listen to Sally. That way, you become the car, and in turn, the car becomes. I am the car. Righteous. (laughs) He looks like he's like, I'm just gonna slip. Alright, now, go to the lamppost and make a right. You mean I get to leave the parking lot? This is so cool! Okay, now, is there anything I should know before making my very first turn? Sally will tell you. Now, just simply feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it! Oh, hey, girl! Oh my god! It's just a car. That can be fixed. It's just a car. It can be fixed. It'll be fine. It's just a car. touch up paint from Rosie. I'm so sorry. I feel terrible. I, I promise I'll do better tomorrow. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> no. I can't believe she thinks he's gonna let her drive her car, drive his car again. No, 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 no. You, you. That was your one shot. Oh my goodness. Well, and the thing is, I also want to point out. You know, the Mustang is basically it's not a large boat, but it's not like a compact smaller car either. It's not like my Honda Fit. It's it's pretty large, and she was turning because he did say make a right at the lamppost. But, and she had pretty, if she would have turned it just enough, I don't think she would have hit it. But, then again, it's a larger car. Maybe she wouldn't have hit, because she did, she hit like the, just above the back tire. You do, definitely, like I said, you see the white concrete scrapes above, which honestly, I don't know when it comes to fixing up or detailing cars, when, you know, scratches and dents and all that stuff. Luckily, it's just scratch. It's not like... 
you know, it's not like putting, you know, holes in the, in the, the metal or anything like that. Danny is not helping his anxiety any at all by, he's watching what looks like a car chase film. If anything, that's amping up that anxiety till he's like, oh gosh, I can't watch this anymore. It's like, why are you watching it to be, and he's watching this knowing his daughter is driving with, with Jesse. Yeah. This is clearly, the video is of somebody who's clearly evading the authorities with their car. It's a car chase movie. She ain't doing this stuff. She's not evading the she, you know, authorities. Yeah, Danny, why are you watching it? Turn it off. DJ comes in the door. Danny's like, oh, you made it back. You thought she wouldn't? You re- Did you really think your daughter was not going to make it back safe and sound? You don't have any faith in your brother-in-law, do you? Or any faith in your daughter? Dude. He's like, oh, how'd it go? And she's like, oh, everything was fine. He's like, oh, thank God. And then he pulls her close and she's like, except for the accident. Wrong choice of words, DJ. It's like, you got into an accident. Were you hurt? He's like, no, no, no. I mean, I, I wasn't hurt, but I just put a teeny tiny scratch on, on Mustang Sally. And then he's so angry. He's like, I never should have let you go out. It's like, Danny, come on. He's going to have to learn to drive eventually. He's like, you got an accident? And she's like, well, nobody got hurt. She's like, I put a teeny tiny, and she uses her thumb and index finger for emphasis. A teeny tiny scratch on. Sweetie, you put more than just a teeny tiny scratch. Those would be visible from like six feet away or even ten feet away. Because she rubbed the metal, the car, up against concrete. You're going to see the scratches. And clear, I, I bet anything, I mean, you just go in and you take it into someone who specializes in that kind of stuff. I'm sure it'll be fine. Or get Joey's touch-up. No, I don't think you want touch-up paint for that. You probably, because you want someone who knows what they're doing. A professional. But, honestly... All DJ had to do is like, yeah, it went alright. Um, there was just one little, you know, little issue that came up when I was turning. Because the way she's like, except for the accident. And it's like, <laughs> he's imagining his worst fears coming true just by her saying that. And I get it, she's 15. She didn't know any other word to probably use to describe what happened. Um... Let me tell you about, uh, you know how some people say, like, most of your accidents happen close to your house? Um, (laughs) and I feel so stupid because it was, like, the week of after I got my license. I was at the, uh, stop sign. Just gonna turn left to go to my house. And it's in the country, of course. There's a car coming, you know, from my left. And I'm like, okay, they're far enough away. I should be able to, uh, you know, make my turn. I made it, but I hit the other car along the side of it. And it really, because I was driving, like, my dad's, like, Oldsmobile Cutlass. And it did more damage to mine. Honestly, the lady just got a flat tire. Um, and my dad was able to, you know, give her money to replace it. Um... <laughs> So, but the damage that was done to mine, it's almost like somebody 
from where the headlight was to um, before you get to the passenger side door, it's almost like somebody was peeling back a cat food can and you just go like that. And it, it wasn't all the way back to the passenger door, but to the point where my dad probably had to use some like hot wiring and stuff like that. But and it wasn't because I was distracted by the radio. No, it was because I thought that I... What is that measure of, like, time and distance or something like that? Where I thought that I had enough time to turn left in in front of this car. Gosh, I remember that day. Because my neighbor was out, like, on a bike. And my dad was home taking a bath. So, of course, she... My dad gets has comes down, raring and yelling at me. And my neighbor has to calm him down. Because, of course, after the accident, I'm like, she's like, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I just live right over there. She's like, you're not going. It's like, no, you don't leave the scene of an accident. I mean, I was like 16 years. Oh, my God. I feel so, I felt. Uh, if I could just go back to that day, I would have just waited and let the car pass. But the thing with that is that on the that particular road... And I can't remember if the corn was so high that I really couldn't. Because it's really hard to see around those corners with the corn being that high and everything. You really, you really got to make sure, like, no one is coming. Oh, my gosh. I remember actually telling my dad, can you take, and it was just a regular radio in the car. It's like, can you think the radio out? Because I'm blaming myself thinking, I don't want to just the radio. I wasn't. I was just thinking I could turn in time and didn't work out. And she's like, everything's okay, right, Uncle Jesse? As Jesse comes in, like, oh, sure. <laughs> it's just a c- 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 car. It's like, near tears. He is so, Danny is so angry. He's like, I never should have let you go out. It's like, she needs to learn how to drive and get the experience. I still can't believe she has never behind, been behind the wheel of a car bef- prior to this. I, I just, I can't. Because at some point in driver's training, I don't know how they did this back in, like, 1990. Or 91 or 92. Maybe it was different then. Maybe you didn't get in a car and it was all just, like, classwork and watching, you know, driver's ed movies. But I swear you would get into a... You can't just say, oh, well, this person knows their stuff. They passed the written test. Let's just give them a license and they've never been behind the wheel. And then having, like, oh, don't worry, yeah, we'll teach you all you need to know when it's, it's just, it just, it doesn't make any sense. You want the person to have some experience behind the wheel. Because when I took it, it was offered by the school. I don't know if kids do that anymore, if schools even offer driver's training, or whether you got to go through... You know, a company or something like that. One of those driving companies. And DJ's like, Dad, why can't you be cool about this like Uncle Jesse? He's taking me out again tomorrow. And Jesse's almost like, what? I, I didn't agree to that. <laughs> he nervously, <laughs> you know, Deej, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, your dad might be right. There's nothing wrong with taking public tra- transportation. Yeah, he's like, what's the rush? San Francisco has an excellent transportation system. Like, and as I always say, there's nothing like a bus to make new friends. 
Um, the only times I had been on a public bus would have been when we were um, vacationing in um, D.C. And we were taking public trains to get where we needed to be. So, And I remember, yeah, we my first time like on a subway and like going in. And it's like, as soon as those doors close, like, your butt better be in a seat. You, may, you better be grabbing onto a pole because... Boom! I mean, I almost got thrown back. I'm like, gripping the pole with my lions. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, god, I'm just moving fast. <laughs> and of course, DJ's like, I can't believe you're saying this. You sound just like dad. Well, he is a father. Oh my gosh. I, I can only wonder... Honestly, what? Because Jesse would have two boys that he'd have to show how to drive, not just one. I called her almost two different names. Kimmy comes in, still dressed in the same clothes, because it's that very same day. It's like, I passed the test, I got my learner's permit. She's like, it's amazing. I, I took home the manual, I read what was inside, and then when I went to take the test, I remembered the stuff I actually read. And DJ's like, you mean you studied? I was like, that's what I did? Oh, Andrea Barber, I don't know if this is... I don't think they just do this for a character, because she's got, like, a retainer. It's not full-on... I swear... I swear... Whether she's always... Well, not always, but as she's gotten older on the show, she had a retainer for a bit. Like, in season five, and maybe even season four. But then later on towards the end of the show, she's sans... I swear she must have had braces and then went to a retainer. I swear I saw braces on her teeth at one point. And she's like, we hear a a horn honk. He's like, oh, that's my dad. He's taking me out for a driving lesson right now. (laughs) What a joker. He's wearing a blindfold. (laughs) What's sad about this, and this just makes no sense... Because Kimmy's parents come off so very neglectful through the course of the series. Yet her dad couldn't be bothered to walk her down the aisle during for her second wedding to Fernando. Whether he did or not the first time, clearly not. Because always traveling. Yet he did manage to make time to give her a driving lesson. What? I'm sorry, but walking your daughter down the aisle trumps driving lesson any day of the week. Of course, DJ is frustrated. She's like, for the first time in my life, I wish I was a gibbler. All I want to learn how to do is drive like everybody else. Why are you making this so hard for me? She says, all I want to do is learn how to drive a car like everyone else in America. Danny's like, honey, I'm sorry I've been really crazy about this because they're both now sitting on the, uh, coffee table because they don't want to sit on the couch and he's like for the last 15 years I've been trying to protect you and which is understandable I mean honestly that is one of the things that a parent probably you have what 14 15 years with your kid before they get a license and then they're off on their own doing who knows what you're probably staying up half the night wondering where your kid is, what are they doing. You can probably track them on an app, but that doesn't mean that you're not like, are they listening to the music too loud? Do they have more than one friend in the car, which they shouldn't have? Are they obeying the traffic uh, laws? Are they not tax taxing? She didn't, this is 1991 too. 
it's not like she had, he had to worry about, well, I hope she's not texting and driving behind the wheel. Or talking on a cell phone. You, you, back then, you didn't have the only thing as distractions, honestly, I think, were either the radio or your friends in the car. Having too many friends in the car and not paying attention. He even tells her, when you learn to walk, I covered the whole house in foam rubber. Interesting how... Of course, it always seems like parents, because they're new to parenting, are maybe even a slightly smidge overish protective, a little bit. But then by the second, by the third kid, Michelle, you see Michelle learning how to walk in season one. And I see no foam rubber all throughout the house. He probably got a little lax by Stephanie going, "Ah, yeah, you're walking, good for you. Oh, you fell down on the hardwood floor? I'm sorry, sweetie. I threw out that foam rubber when DJ eventually learned how to ride a bike. Oh my gosh, can you imagine how it must have been when she became mobile in riding a bike? He probably had her in every bit of... Well, how much bike safety gear even existed back then? I mean, compared to now? Yeah. He's like, I can't foam rubber all of San Francisco. I know, I got estimates. So Danny's like, honey, if anything ever happened to you, I don't know what I'd do. And DJ, like any other child who's probably just been handed the key, says, don't worry. Nothing's going to happen. And that is of a naive sense that you think as a kid that nothing bad could ever happen to you until it does happen. And Danny's even like, honey, how do you know that? I mean, there are a lot of bad drivers out there. Cammie Gibbler is on the road right now, which... Funny enough, <laughs> in the Be True to Your Preschool episode, the side plot, of course, being Kimmy finally getting her license. Oh my gosh. Okay, I gotta check this out, guys, because I want to know the time period between her learning how to, you know, taking driving lessons with her dad and her finally getting her license. I know it's like season four. Five and six here. Hold on one sec. Okay, so season five, episode 20. That's what this is. I want to check the date because I kept, I just want to, okay, 1992. Okay, so there's that. I think season six might have been the one with season six, episode 15. So almost a year later, she's got her driver's license. But then again, that makes me really wonder about DJ because she's like, oh my gosh, did you get what I think you got? You got your license? Great, let's go. Because, you know, Kimmy's got her older brother Garth's car. And I'm just thinking, so we never saw DJ get her, she clearly got her license off screen. And she never gets her own car. She probably eventually will. Maybe Danny gets her a car when she graduates high school. Who knows? Because we don't get to see that. Gosh, I would just... I would love to imagine the scenario where Danny teaches Stephanie. Or Danny teaches Michelle. Or Jesse teaches Nikki and Alex. I honestly think... Because we get to see... We don't even get to see Jackson Drive in Fuller House. But I, I honestly think out of the kids, I think Max would be probably the best driver. And I'm not just saying that because he's my favorite character on Fuller House. But I just, he seems more, oh my gosh. I would love to see Kimmy teaching Ramona how to drive. 
I like how Jesse's actually siding with Danny. Like, I understand how your dad feels. You know, I'm a father now, too. You know, I can't even imagine anything happening to my sons. He says, since the day my sons, my kids were born, I haven't stopped worrying about them. And DJ's like, you know, it's nice that you guys are both worried about me, but what am I supposed to do? Ride a bike for the rest of my life? Danny's like, of course not. How about a horse? Bringing it back. I'm surprised we don't get a rocket reference. This is as close as we're going to get to one. <laughs> oh, now you'd get her a horse. Uh-huh. Well, last time she kind of, like, lied about it. DJ's finally the one to say, Dad, you have to let go. And Danny Gray's like, I know. I, I have a hard time letting go. Which at this stage in a parent in child's life has got to be very difficult. I remember how many jokes would I get, and even after I, well after I got my license, or even occasionally, like, like, oh, you're on the road, we better stay off the road if you're on the road. It's like, I mean, I know it's kind of supposed to be, people are making f fun, but that is kind of hurtful. It's almost like, so you're saying I'm a garbage driver, basically. Like, ugh. I mean, I laugh along with it and everything, <laughs> but it's like, mm, kind of does hurt. I know I'm not the world's greatest driver in the world, but I like to at least hope I'm partially decent. And Danny's like, and now I have to let you go at 55 miles an hour. And DJ assures Danny, it's like, you know, the more practice I get, the better driver I'm going to be. And Jesse's like, Danny, she's right. Someone's got to teach her. I'm like, I would have loved to have seen, because we got Danny, we got Danny being uptight. We got Jesse being too lax. So I would have loved to see her and Joey, because... By this time, we really don't see many DJ Joey scenes, and I kind of miss those. I mean, we didn't get really that many when we did get them, maybe a couple. But I just, I would have, like, like, Danny's too, you know, Danny, and Jesse's too, you know, lax. Like, hey, let me put on these sunglasses. Oh, yeah, you listen to Sally. She'll tell you what to do. Sleeping. What? 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 What's going on? What? What? Where are we? What? Oh, oh, um, yeah. Turn left. Yeah, up there. Yep. Oh yeah, DJ. Yeah, you're doing great. Good, good for you. You keep listening to Sally. Good night. <laughs> Jesse's like, it's either us or Mr. Gibbler, and Dan's like, I vote us. DJ's like. Thanks, Dad. She goes over to Jesse. Like, thanks, Uncle Jesse. Danny agrees. You know, this time I promise not to be so tense. Jesse's like, I promise not to be so laid back. So she's, she's. I love how she's like, all right, let's get back out there. Whose car are we gonna take? And Danny and Jesse both point at each other and say, his. Uh, yeah. this you made it back how'd it go oh everything was fine oh thank god except for the accident you got in an accident well nobody got hurt i i just put a teeny tiny scratch on mustang sally it, everything's okay right uncle jesse sure it's just a <laughs> i should have never let you go out Danny, come Why can't on. you be cool about this like Uncle Jesse? He's taking me out again tomorrow. 
You know, actually, DJ, I was thinking, you know, what's the rush? I mean, you know, San Francisco has such an excellent, excellent public transportation system. And, you know, like I always say, there's no place like a bus to make new friends. I can't believe you're saying this. You sound just like Dad. I passed the test. I got my learner's permit. It was amazing. I took home the manual. I read the stuff inside. And then when I took the test, I remembered the stuff that I read. <laughs> You mean you studied? Is that what I did? Wow. Oh, that's my dad. He's taking me out for a driving lesson right now. Oh, what a joker. He's wearing a blindfold. For the first time in my life, I wish I was a gibbler. All I want to do is be able to drive a car like everybody else in America. Why are you guys making this so hard for me? Sweetheart, I know I've been crazy about all this, but for the last 15 years, all I've been doing is trying to protect you. When you learn to walk, I covered the whole house in foam rubber. I can't foam rubber all of San Francisco. I know. I got estimates. Deej, <laughs> if anything ever happened to you, I, I don't know what I'd do. Dad, don't worry. Nothing is going to happen to me. How do you know that? There's a lot of bad drivers out there. Kimmy Gibbler is out on the road right now. <laughs> Listen, I know how you feel, but, you know, I'm a father now, too, and so I know how your dad feels. I mean, since the day my kids were born, I haven't stopped worrying about them. Well, it's really nice that you guys are worried about me, but what am I supposed to do? Ride a bike the rest of my life? Of course not. How about a horse? <laughs> dad, you have to let go. I know, I, I have a hard time letting go, but now I have to let go of you at 55 miles an hour. But, Dad, the more I practice, the better driver I'm going to be. Danny, she's right. Somebody's got to teach her. It's either us or Mr. Gibbler. I vote for us. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Uncle Jesse. All right. And this time, I'll try not to be so tense. Right, and I'll try not to be so laid back. Thanks, guys. Let's get out there. Whose car are we going to take? His. All right, fine, we'll take mine. I mean, you know, considering I... Trust her more than you do. What are you talking about? I trust her just as much as you do. Okay, fine, we'll take yours. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, Jesse's like, hey, why don't we take your car? I mean, we can take mine. I mean, since I clearly trust her more than you do. And Danny's like, what? I trust her. I was like, okay, we'll take your car. I'm like, all right. <laughs> that worked out great. <laughs> Je Jesse's got to get his car, you know, the area fixed. So now Danny's in back in the passenger seat. We got DJ behind the wheel and Jesse is the back street back seat driver. So she's like, Alright, you guys ready? He's like, Yep, we're calm, cool, and belted in really tight. So Jesse, of course, from the back seat is saying, Whatever you do, don't use the feel it method. Nobody should use the feel it method. If I listened to my car, I wouldn't even make it out of the garage. Cause I'd be like trying to like, what are you saying, car? What it what what? You want to stay home? Okay. Jesse's like, just pull out and take it nice and easy. And Danny's like, well, not too easy. You want to drive defensively. And Jesse's like, well, you don't want to be uptight. And Danny's like, what? You're calling me uptight? And Jesse's like, uptight? Paranoid? Whatever. <laughs> and I was like, what? Now I'm paranoid? And DJ's like, hey, if you do don't stop arguing, I'm going to turn this car around and we'll go straight home. 
So she's like, all right, signal, check my mirrors, look over my shoulder, and I'm pulling out into traffic for the first time. She's been sitting on the by the side of the road this whole time? People are like, I hope she had her hazard lights on. Someone's going to be like, what's up with this car? Why aren't you going? <laughs> she's lucky someone doesn't, like, flick her off while they're passing her. Like, what was that about? It's like, no, if you're going to be pulled off from the side of the road like that, Maybe have your hazards on. I, I I don't know. I mean, for all you know, somebody could be distracted and hit you from behind. That happened to me as an adult at, on my way to work at a four-way stop. I didn't even know I'd been hit. And this lady in a van pulls up like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't even see you. I'm thinking, yeah, because you're talking on your cell phone or playing with your cell phone. It was like six years ago. She's so excited, like, oh my gosh, I'm really driving. It's a thrilling and exciting experience to be driving, like, that that thrill, like, oh my gosh, look at me, I'm being so adult, I'm behind the wheel. She's like, oh, I love it. And I'm like, of course you do. <laughs> of course you'd love it. But now as an adult, it's like, oh god, I gotta drive an hour away. Oh, I gotta drive 20 minutes somewhere. Ugh. I'm like, you're one of those that likes to drive all over. I mean, that's cool. I mean, uh, sometimes it is, I mean, even when I would go, like, to Grand Rapids or Lowell, by the time we get back, I mean, I am just spent. <laughs> just, like, I don't want to go anywhere. Or when I've been, like, practically driving around all day, going, you know, running errands from, like, 10 a.m. to, like, 2 in the afternoon. I mean, granted, not all of that time spent behind the wheel, but it's like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to take a nap. But yeah, it's like just like, hey, she's doing pretty good, huh, Danny? And Danny's like, yeah, I'm actually, I feel good about this. She's like, can I turn on the radio? And they're like, no. And I'm like, mm, maybe not this time. Maybe after a couple times, and they're competent enough that you can maybe have it like maybe after a few times, like have it on, but just have it like really low. Yeah. Because the last thing, the next thing you know, you're going to be like, let me turn on the volume. Oh, I don't like this song. Let me hit another, another station. Oh, let me, I don't like that song. Oh, let me come. It's like, then you're looking down. You're not looking. You're distracted. You're not looking at the road. You're not looking at the car in front of you. You're not looking at the traffic light or the stop sign that you probably went through. Exactly. Okay, you guys ready? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're cool and calm and belted and really tight. Now, whatever you do, don't use the feel it method. Just... Just pull out and take it nice and easy. Yeah, but not too easy. You have to drive defensively. Yeah, but you don't want to be uptight. You calling me uptight? Uptight, paranoid, whatever. <laughs> oh, now I'm paranoid. Well, I care about paranoid. my daughter. I realize that. Hey, little... if you boys don't behave, I'll turn this car right around and go straight home. Sorry. Okay. Signal. Check my mirrors. Look over my shoulder and pull out into traffic for the very first time. <laughs> I'm really driving. I love it. Pretty good, huh, Danny? Yeah, I'm actually feeling good about this. Can I turn on the radio? No. no. All right, so that is the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. So, as I said earlier, I think the best outfit, of course, is the tie-dye long sleeve shirt that Stephanie wears when she's hanging out with her friend Rita. And the worst outfit, of course, is going to go to Michelle from the cold open. Wearing that purple with fuchsia flower print outfit. Runner-up, of course, is actually going to go to Becky for her plain beige dress. 
And I'd have to go with runner-up for best outfit, definitely Uncle Jesse and Nikki and Alex, the three of them, dressed in leather jackets and red bandanas. So my relatable is going to be, of course, Stephanie, because, you know, I was the friend that, I was the Rita, basically. You know, I may even just say, you know what, I relate to Rita, where... I was the friend going over to a friend's house, and I was the one who was annoyed by the younger siblings. That was me. There actually was a time when I was 14, I lived with my aunt and uncle for a short period of time. My dad actually was working third shift, so he couldn't be at home at night when I was there. So, But anyway, I was 14, and apparently like you had to be like 14 in so many months that you could try for driver's training? Possibly. And this is back in 1996. And, or maybe it was early 97. And my my aunt's like, oh, do you think that she could actually drive? My uncle's like, well, I could go. And he took me out in the van. And, of course, I didn't do that. I was just, we, you know, live out in the country and stuff. So I was just taking the back roads or whatever. But... And then we get back, and my aunt's like, oh, how'd she do? And my uncle's like, no, she's not ready to take driver's training. And I felt bad. I knew I wasn't good, because all we did was just go down the road and make, like, a left, and then we turned into our other aunt and uncle's driveway that lived near my, the aunt and uncle that I was living at at the time. And, um... Yeah, I and mind you, this is a van that I was driving. It's like a big, huge, heavy, probably a lot of blind sides, you know, and every blind spots and all that stuff. And it was just like, oh my gosh. And I just, I, I felt bad because it's like, here, they are, th- well, I clearly wasn't ready. But I just, I didn't like the way they're just like, oh no, she's not ready. No way. <sighs> anyway, um, the road test. I remember I had, I, it was the spring of 1999. And I used my grandma's car. And of course, at the time, they wanted to have a parent. I don't know if they still do this, where they wanted to have a parent in the back seat. Because they're getting a lot of kids, well, kids that would fail. The parents would be coming up to them asking, why did my kid fail the road test? And then, and I think probably at the, the instructors were like, fine, we'll just have a parent in the back seat to see that their kid is failing. So they won't just take my word for it. They can actually see the mistakes their kid is making. So <laughs> my dad, of course was in the backseat. The lady who did my driver's test, actually, I think, was one of the lunch ladies, because <laughs> she recognized me. And then, of course, luckily, we did not go on the expressway, or I 100% would have failed. Thank goodness we didn't go on the expressway. No, we just kind of drove around the area. Um, I definitely had to make sure I was keeping my speed up. That was one of my things. That was a big... Uh, uh, kind of a stick like you gotta keep your speed up you gotta make sure you're not going over and you're not going too under and you gotta stay you know between the lines and everything because I had a habit of kind of drifting over just a smidge like no 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 you gotta re you know uh, another thing I think is like when I was turning like 
I was turning too wide. But, um, yeah, and then, of course, when we get back, I was so scared I was going to fail. I was so freaked out. I'm like, go to, go to, go to. Well, because when I'm starting, like, I'm nervous when I start, and then towards the end of it, once we come back to the high school, I'm just, like, feeling a little bit confident. Like, oh, I think it might have passed. Maybe, maybe. And then it's just, she said to me, you passed by the skin of your nose. If you had gotten one more point, you would have failed. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my god. And, and it was just so, so, this weight of nerves had just been lifted off my shoulders. And I remember, yeah, my dad, my dad, we went out, well, we like probably grabbed like Burger King or whatever. My grandma took me out to eat. Um, one of my uh, good teachers that I, had take me out to, I think it was like KFC or something. And it was just, I remember going to get my license. And the Secretary of State lady, not to me, but to my dad said, if you feel that she isn't meeting these requirements, like, you know, you have to be in before 10, you can only have like one other person or two tops in the car. She says, if she's not meeting these requirements on here, you can have her bumped down to, like, a level one or whatever where she has to have an adult in the car with her. Because I love, no, I don't, I didn't love that. It's like, I didn't like, she wasn't even directing her attention at, she was, like, right, like, it's almost like this lady was judging me just based on appearance, like, oh, you look like you're, uh, yeah, it, was just, it just didn't make me feel right. It's like, gosh, I'm already being judged, and I just got my license. It's like that's the happiest day of my life. You know, then as a teenager. Because, I, like I said, guys, I was counting down the dates. When I was 11, like, one, two, three, four more years until I can take my driver's test before I can drive a car. I just... And every, I think every kid is like that because it's like, before that... You're either staying home or you're getting bussed around by a parent or an older sibling. That's, or if you have a bike, that's your means of transportation. But even a bike's not going to get you that far. It's such independence and freedom with having a license, but also responsibility. Like I said, yes, I did get my car t privileges taken away. Well, by my dad, he just basically held on to my keys. Because the only reason I even got a car was because I had gotten a job. And when I didn't have a job anymore, it's like, well, you don't have a job. You don't need to be driving. Because he would always see, he'd always get on me like, you know, you can't just be driving here, there, and everywhere whenever you feel like it. And I was like, why not? <laughs> but, yeah, it was just him, you know, trying to teach me to be responsible and everything, which now as an adult, I, I get it. But, yeah, that's my that's my uh, relatable in a, in a nutshell, basically. So I haven't done this in a while or whether I've ever done it. Most liked character and least liked character. I'm going to go with um, Danny, 100% most unlike character of this episode he was just he was the worst he just i get it he's a parent he's trying to protect his child which is good but sometimes you can be a little overprotective and that can also be damaging um most liked 
character. Uh, let me see. I want to go with Joey on this one. I really liked how everyone else was kind of preoccupied. Danny with DJ, Jesse with also DJ and his, you know, kids and wife with the portrait. But Joey, he stepped up here. There are rare moments when he does come in and he, I think this was a creative way to handle it. I really, it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to get her back. Let's, let's do this. Kind of teach her a lesson. Like, and then also in a way it's like, Michelle, like I say, you know, you need to be respectful. I know she's only five and maybe she doesn't understand that, but you both share a room. You got to both have equal time. Like, okay, she's in her room with her friend. You find something else to do. And then if you want to have the, a friend over and have your private space or however, then we can arrange it. But yeah. Lesson learned from this episode definitely is just, as I'm not a parent, but this is just my advice. My lesson is thinking, be patient with your kids when it comes to driving. It's new territory, especially if it's your first kid. It's new territory for both of you. You're both probably going to wind up nervous wrecks and just, just have patience and make room for mistakes because you know there's going to be some and just don't put your kid down well like I told you to do this and why aren't you listening and it, don't be a Danny but don't be a Jesse I I again I would have loved to have seen Joey because I think he would have been I think he would have been a good teacher between the two of them I really think Joey would have I just I really think he would have been between the, the three of them because you got one who's a little too much, one who's like way, way over the top. And Joey, I think, would be squarely right in the middle. He wouldn't be too aggressive like Danny, and he wouldn't be too, too lax like Jesse. He'd be just a nice, even keel. In regard to Stephanie and her friend and Michelle... I think that siblings need to, I know that more than likely an adult parent, whoever should intervene, is like, you both share a room, you need to understand that there are going to be times where one of you is going to want to have their privacy, like you're going to have a friend over, you're going to want that privacy, and the other one has to respect it. There are many other areas in the house, go watch TV, read a book, listen to music, Go play outside. Go visit a friend's house. There are so many other areas of the house that you can hang out in. Just give your sister or sibling some space. And be respectful. Because you never know when the day comes. Your parent may have another kid. And you are going to be the older sibling. So as we slowly end or come upon the end of July. And I am doing the final cast member birthday for July. I am covering season 8 episode 13 entitled The Producer in honor of Lori Laughlin. As I've said, I know right now she is not everyone's favorite person. But I still want to honor her birthday as a cast member of Full House and Fuller House. So, air date January 10, 1995. I would have been 12 going on. 
13. Granted, it'd be eight months later. I'd be 13. But anyway, Danny feels humiliated and quits when Rebecca is promoted to producer of the show. Granted, now this feels more like a Danny episode, but it does say producer. And Becky is made the producer. Hence, this episode's about Becky and Danny. So, I want to play this clip from the movie License to Drive. This is... This is a movie that came out in the 80s with the two Corys, Corey Feldman, Corey Haim. Corey Haim plays Les Anderson. He's taking his road test. And who, of course, is the instructor who's riding shotgun? Yeah, James Avery. Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince. And the voice of Shredder from the 80s and 90s Saturday morning cartoon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This scene... Oh my gosh, it's so funny. <laughs> uh, so yeah, basically what's going to happen is he gets into the car and the instructor is like on a whole other level of playing field here. Like most instructors believe in clipboards. I don't. Flings it out the window. You see this cup of, there's a cup of coffee clearly from 7-Eleven. It filled to the brim. And it's sitting right on the dash. So basically he says, simple is this. That coffee is boiling hot, filled to the brim. That coffee spills on me while you're driving, you immediately fail. But if it doesn't, you pass. Yeah, I just, I had to play that. <laughs> it gets me every, that movie is just non-stop laughs. Non-stop laughs. <laughs> I love it so much. So, alright. I will be back on the 28th of July for Lori Laughlin's birthday episode, which is, like I said, it's the producer. And then, from there, in August, we're going to do Animal Antics and full house or in the full house or on full house however you want to call it took me forever to actually come up with that title like i don't know have after i live i still have to record you pet it you bought it which is where we meet shorty the donkey of course just so you know, if you guys want to show support for the podcast, jump on the iTunes, jump on the Apple Podcasts, leave a review. You can use emojis. I can guess the characters. Episodes, it'd be a little fuzzy. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just if you're enjoying listening, I, I, I want to hear about it. I, I want to know. If you want to send an email and talk about your favorite episodes that I've covered or ones that I'm going to cover, 
your memories, I want to hear about them. So email me at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And have a great weekend, everybody.